0: Welcome to another episode of Kentucky Football Carpool Show. I'm Nick. I'm Mike. I'm Chris. All right. Well, uh, another week down, another week closer to football. Yep. Can't wait. Slowly but surely. Chris
1: can't come fast enough.
0: I agree. So I guess we'll go ahead and congratulate LSU for their victory, holding the SEC up to our standard. Like we all knew already, Uh, they were the best team. in the entire country, wasn't even close. I got a little nervous at the beginning there because Clemson does have good coaching. That was probably no. the only reason it got stayed within the score yeah, it did. I mean,
2: Clemson, I think, did a great job. It's just LSU is that much better than everybody. I mean, as soon as LSU, as
0: soon as LSU got out from the 10-yard line, it was game over. We all agree? Clemson, yeah. has, a, yeah. Clemson has
1: the same amount of talent as anybody in the nation. They, just, they were lacking the uh, offensive coordinator and the passing game coordinator that LSU had.
0: That, that I think LSU was pretty. I mean, their, their schedule, this is why I will take my hats off to them. Their schedule was a good schedule. There is not a doubt.
2: It was the best uh, schedule I might have ever seen. Well, that was a tough ass schedule.
0: They. I mean, they even went to Texas to play. I don't know if Texas hasn't, not Texas of the old, but it's the still play, a tough the run play game. in Texas is hard. I mean, It was a good, they were a good, good football team, man. A really good football team. I saw you. I
1: respect the champion who will run through the gauntlet all year and come out on top in every game more Uh, than I uh, would somebody like Clemson who plays nobody next year or Alabama who usually plays nobody.
0: It's crazy that that. I want to look at this uh, Clemson's new schedule. Terrible, terrible schedule. Like,
2: awful. I mean, what, how. How did that? I'm th- just gonna throw this out there. If Kentucky has Clemson schedule next year, we're in the uh, college football playoffs. Oh yeah, that's a that's the damn <laughs> bullshit. It, but
0: seriously, that's a bullshit thing because because they're gonna they're gonna be preseason top five as they should be because they're talent wise. But what's bullshit is is they're gonna go undefeated and they're gonna sneak in. Uh, I will say this about Alabama next year: they start off with USC, and again, it's another one of those Texas type teams that they're not as good as they used to be. But you're still playing USC to start the year. Yeah, but I get so freaking tired of the sec teams playing these these and uk does it too of these these d2 schools late in the year i hate that shit i I swear i hate that shit you don't really get better at the
1: beginning of the year
0: i i I hate i hate it i hate it at the end of the year because like you always get the same thing from every coach doesn't matter if it's stoops or saban or whoever why don't people show up for tennessee state in the middle of november because it's a terrible team. <laughs>
2: it's cold and rainy, and nobody wants to watch us run for six hundred yards. Can't huh? <laughs> they just
0: like play this like some? They don't have to play. Go out there and play, freaking you know Boise State, who's a, a damn good mid-major type team, right? But go out and play. I don't know a Rice, Ohio. Ohio, yeah, someone like that. Get better.
1: We already play a MAC team every year. Well, so I'll, I'll pose this question to you all: go ahead. Who, if you could choose, a, a comparable team to Kentucky? Who would you choose that we would
0: start a home and home with? Okay, are we, are we talking like who's like my dream matchup to start a home and home with? Or are we just talking about a team that's like, like a, te- the a the team we, a team we can beat, a team that we can beat? Not, or,
1: yeah, a comparable team, a team in the
0: same position, same talent level. Are you? Are you? Okay, Michael's are you? I mean,
1: no, I no, they're not in the
0: same level as us. I don't know, no. man. I
2: don't know. Is a good, decent, right mid-major or mid uh, Big Ten? I they're right down the I, middle. I will, of the say, Big Ten. I will say
0: about this about Indiana. Indiana came off good year. They're not on the same level as UK, but that's a better team. Uh, and I do miss that IU matchup, especially in basketball, because they're okay. All right, South topic. I know it's South topic.
2: Half time of the game last night, they recreated the Christian Walford shot. What the I fuck's their problem? Let, like, I know. I know. Get I know. the fuck that's over it. It so was a pathetic. meaningless fucking game. Like if you
0: follow me on Twitter, you would have saw I posted something that said. That, this is how far Indiana basketball has fallen. I, I, here's a side, side question. Is there a more delusional fan base besides Indiana basketball? Besides Tennessee? F- I mean, there's Indiana basketball, there's Tennessee football, no. and then there's Louisville fans in general.
2: Uh, IU basketball fans are the most delusional human beings I've ever met. They are recreating time. a shot.
0: They are recreating a shot that, that meant absolutely nothing in the long Tip run. For the
2: season absolutely nothing because yeah, we beat them in the NTA it's like 12 it was really points better. I think yeah, yeah, like
0: we be, beat them 102 to 90 in the Sweet 16 and it was a game that wasn't even close and and, and they, they, if that shot would have happened in that game I could say okay
2: yeah that's a huge you know program, that's a meaningful game that's a program changing win right yeah, there
0: that's a meaningful game you're doing it in a regular regular season game before the first of the at, year yeah,
2: <laughs> at home. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: it was. I mean, come on. But okay, sorry, that was a side note. The Indiana bat football. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good matchup. That would that would make us a better team. I agree. Okay, Chris, where are you gonna go? Don't
1: come to me for this. I'm not ready. You're not ready yet. Oh, dude, come on. <laughs> that's your fucking question. <laughs> totally
2: yeah. question. That,
0: was you that? that was definitely that was definitely your question. Okay, <laughs> if I'm gonna go home and home with, I would love to see it with Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's on par with us. I, I think for, for a couple of reasons. One, it, um, Notre Dame has a big fan following here in Kentucky uh, because it is close. It's in Indiana, and and I, I mean I'm a Catholic kid, and, I, and all I mean, all three of us are. Uh, I would love to see it because of that stand that that standpoint and, and the history behind Notre Dame. And it would so it'd be so cool to go up and watch a game of Notre Dame. Uh, but I, I would think that you know, not nothing against Notre Dame, and I know they that they're they're my my God, their history is. I mean, it's like, it's 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 almost unmatched. Maybe you know Alabama stuff like that, uh, but but uh, their 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 talent level is about our talent level. <laughs> I hate to I hate to be the guy that tells Notre Dame fans it. that, but they are. I I don't I don't if they're if we, we Kentucky had their schedule every year, I feel like we would be having the Not same type t- every year. Yeah, I mean, we would have the same type of records. You know, the nine and threes, ten and twos, uh, eight and four, whatever. Because I think I don't think Michigan's the same Michigan as it was before. Like. Like yeah, that schedule twenty years ago was awesome. But now it's be not. another
2: good team to have Yeah, Michigan would be home and cool and home and
0: home. Uh but but Notre Dame, with it being in Indiana and you know, worse being in Kentucky, I think that'd be a good matchup for us. Uh I home just home. don't see
1: how that brand has held up through the years, through modern times. Like I know they went to the to the championship when Manti Teo was there and all
0: sure, that. Sure. And they got blown but out. Even that, yeah. that team
1: got smoked, smoked in the championship because smoked. like he had nothing on Alabama.
0: Absolutely nothing. It was how a it was a Notre mismatch. Dame Notre Dame would have been smoked. If they had a playoff then. Notre Dame would have been smoked in the playoff. I mean, they, they did because the next year, remember, they had the playoff the next year and they did get smoked. Yeah. Uh, so no, I agree with you, man. I don't know how that brand stays up. It has a big following because of old. You know, people put past it. It's just like I mean, you gotta think about it. It's just like UCLA basketball. I know UCLA basketball doesn't have any near the fan following as Notre Dame does, but it, but it, Garbage. same type of same type of history where it's like. People pass that along, you know. I mean, it's they haven't been really relevant really much since since uh well really since Lou Holtz left. Really, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. I mean Kelly does what he can, but the thing is, with, with what's going on with Notre Dame now is they're not going to get top tier talents because of their standards of their school. Yeah, and and that's yeah. and they're ne- that's never going to change, uh and 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 I don't think it should change because. Notre Dame's academics is academics are so much more important than actually football. Let's well, all in a grand scheme of things that is so much more important than anything, right? So, true. Uh, but but and Notre Dame's always going to make money no matter no matter who they are, because they're Notre Dame. But I think that would be a great matchup for Kentucky.
2: I, I really do. You no, know, I got an, another one to be interesting, especially for our players because we have so many Ohio kids, Ohio State. <clears throat> no, Ohio no. State would. I think I, Ohio State has more know. talent than us. That would no, I no they don't. I, I, well, I don't want it. I don't
0: want that smoke. I yeah, like. I do. I, you like, I like. the Ohio State matchup because we have a lot of kids from Ohio. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that they're that they're that they're more. I, I don't want to go for the fact they have a lot more better recruits than us. I don't want to say so much talent because obviously that doesn't even though you get a bunch of five stars doesn't mean they're actually going to be great talent. Majority of time it is, uh, but but Ohio State's one of those teams where it's like one they're not going to schedule us because they they be scared. too scared they be too scared to they're lose. Scared. Us. Uh, but apparently, Mike's got four different teams he wants to play, uh, not uh, just one. I
2: want Bama. I want Clemson.
0: Mike went from IU to Michigan to Ohio State. Next, he's going to say, "Can we have a home at home? Can we have a home at home with Oklahoma every year?" I want the
2: fucking Chiefs, bro. I <laughs> oh, want the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, right now.
0: I mean, so Mike apparently wants a ton of of, uh, of teams to play. I don't know. Next, he's going to be telling us USC and stuff because that's that's this terrible. Sounds, right this
2: there. sounds like my. Uh, College football, NCAA, two thousand four schedule. Yeah. I would, you know, make U of okay players like <laughs> ninety nine overall, and then I would play every single top ten team. Let's go
0: ahead and say rest in peace on that, on that, yeah. on that uh, game. Peace. We rest love it. Peace. We love it. We hope it comes back. Please pay the player, pay yeah. the players, so we can get that back. Give them their money. All right. So, what's your home at home?
1: I'm gonna go with the U. Wow, uh, that's a program that they, they always have uh, a whole lot of hope around that program, even though they haven't been good.
2: So, I think IU's better than the
0: U right now. I think they are too, but I, I will tell I you agree. this: when I will tell you about with the U and in Miami, winning down there would do so much for recruiting for us. Oh, exactly.
1: for sure, exactly. We beat a big name, and they take their recruits. I like it. Do
0: it perfect. I I like that. I like Dude. that. I like that home and home. But I I would like a more talented team because it looks. I mean, I think Miami looks okay on your resume. It's you're everybody. No one's gonna look at your your schedule and say, oh. Well, you got Miami on there because Miami's got a lot of talent too. But uh, how about Florida State?
2: Mm, I think Florida uh, State's even more down right now than Miami.
1: Uh, I think they're about to uh, be on the come up because they yeah they're about to recruited. come up. They still recruit at a high level and they've got a really good coaching staff coming
0: in. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm, but what I'm saying here is right now they're on the same they're on the same level as, as Kentucky right now. <laughs> Maybe in a few it's years
1: record wise, but they have they have a lot more stars
0: we do okay okay digging into it a little further now since mike has 15 teams uh <laughs> what's what's your what's your ideal what's your like okay forget all the uh forget all the the equal talent and all that stuff if you were to play at one game one one team what would be your dream matchup outside of the sec obviously everybody would pick alabama or lsu every year uh that team that that you would love to see. You know, like kind of like a rivalry to start with. So I'll start with you, Mike. What do you think? Like like you know what I'm saying, Chris. A team I that's I, I don't want to play for Ohio State because I I think that's a that's a bad look on our schedule because that could be an L every year and then all of a sudden you're out of this you're just screws your whole season up,
2: you know. All right, what about the I'll give you one. It was kind of a heated bowl
0: game too. Penn State. Penn State? Penn State's a good one.
2: So we talked about that
1: when Patrick Looney was on the pod, and that that would be cool and everything, and I, I dislike them, and I dislike their past, and, you know, the whole Sandusky thing. Like, you know, they like
0: oh, – got a singer there. Okay, I like it. it. Oh.
1: But, <laughs> uh, but I just it – doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't care for the Big Ten. It doesn't do anything Big for me. Big Ten is garbage. I, I, yeah. I kid you not, the Miami matchup would be preferable for me. And for the fan base because we could go down to Miami and we would have more fans at Miami Stadium, the Hard Rock uh, Stadium. Then
2: there would be Miami fans. There would be nothing but Kentucky fans there. I thought Miami's a cool
0: ass city to go to. I, I, exactly. I'm a, I'm a I Dolphins. love the city of Miami. I'm a Dolphins fan. Never been in Miami. But I would love to go. Obviously, if anybody wants to send some tickets out my way, uh, they're <laughs> Are you pretty. Sure to send three. They're pretty cheap. So just letting everybody know they're pretty cheap.
2: And include flight, please.
0: <laughs> if you if you wait for them to play like like the Redskins or something, they're going to be really really cheap. So just letting everybody know. Uh, but, but no, uh, I think if I had a dream matchup, and I'm going to go this route because I also like the warm weather, uh, I would love to play Texas home-and-home. Home. I think that would be cool as shit to go down there and watch again. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah. Aust- I mean, Austin's
1: an Austin city.
0: Never been Austin, but I, I heard it's a really cool city. But the thing is with, with Texas is, is another one of those rich history-type places. I think it would be cool to have a home-and-home home with Oklahoma, too. But Texas is... Man. Texas is Texas, man. Texas yeah. is Texas. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine going down there and watching a game at Texas at, at Texas it's Stadium? Awesome. Oh my God, it'd be awesome. That would I mean, be really it'd be awesome. Amazing. And they put it like in the Cotton Bowl or something like that, or or maybe even put it in in, uh, in like uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, or you know whatever their their stadium.
2: AT and T is that what it is now. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I don't know. So what's your, what's your what's your dream matchup? Is it Ohio State? Is that your? Don't be stupid, Mike. <laughs> my dream. That's a tough
2: question, though. Cause I mean, realistically, okay, you said Penn State. That's I like right. Penn, State. Yeah, okay. but,
0: Penn State. Okay, you're stick with Penn. Okay, you're with
2: Penn State. Okay, USC is bit in my head. Going to Southern Cal, that'd be cool as shit. That would be Go cool. But the Rose Bowl, like, I I mean, like we can beat USC. USC's, I just feel like like name. Like, USC was a was a really
0: cool good brand. Like when I was like in high school, and stuff. we were all in high school. USC was a USC great brand. Was, like
2: the top, of
1: the top. The college football game of all time was Vince Young versus. Matt
0: Leiter, oh God! Oh my yeah. God! Oh, that was God, the yeah. best
2: football game I've ever watched. All right, so
0: so do you? Do you three remember? We, we're gonna, I'm gonna tell a little story here. I'm gonna keep saying this, and I and I I love like like listen. I, Tim Tebow is probably the best quarterback I've ever seen play, and I hate to say that because I hate Florida. Ew, uh, what no? Yeah, I love
2: no. I loved I loved watching Tim Did Tebow.
1: Did you watch Joe Burrow this year? Yeah, no, dude. No, I'll
2: tell you the most entertaining, the probably the best athlete I ever watched play is either Cam Newton or Lamar. Lamar was pretty cool to watch. No, I thought I thought Tim Tebow, his passion alone was pretty
0: awesome to watch. Okay, but side note, the greatest player I've ever seen on TV, and and I, I will say this, and, it, and, it, and we were at we were at our buddy Joey's house watching a game, and it was against Louisiana Tech, and it was Reggie Bush when he put he stopped on a fucking oh, dime, oh, and oh, all those Fred guys. State. It
2: was like a punt That's return too, wasn't it Fresno stopped, State? Yeah.
0: Fresno State. Yeah. They came back, and he stopped on a fucking dime. Oh
2: my God. And all
0: those guys running from. I never when when Reggie Bush was Reggie Bush. I'm gonna tell you, that guy was freaking awesome to watch. Yeah. Incredible.
1: It's, it's an overused cliche when people say like, oh, he can take it the distance at any time when talking about a player. He literally could score a touchdown anytime he touched the ball. But do you all, yeah. re-
0: do you, do you all remember being at Joey's house, drinking moonshine, having a good time, sitting out in that watching
2: garage in the garage, watching the
0: right? game? So, like so when the lights turn on the moonshine kicks in, everybody's trash, right? So so <clears throat> Well, and we were juniors in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, so did you all remember Fresno State was up like big and we like yeah. turned it off and then turned it back on and then that's when it was all like coming back. And it was straight Reggie Bush show. I mean, <laughs> it was God, that guy right there, and people forget how awesome he was in college. I understand his, his NFL career was okay. I mean, it was, it was a decent career. Yeah. I mean, it was a he was terrible. Got, yeah, yeah. Uh, he,
1: got, he got a Super Bowl ring,
0: didn't he? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. So, so, but at the end of the day, that guy in college was freaking awesome. It's a shame. It's Amazing. a shame he lost his husband. It's a shame because that dude. It doesn't matter if you. He was getting paid millions of dollars. That dude was the best freaking player in the country. No doubt about it. Period. No doubt about it. Yeah. Period.
1: And and he made people look stupid every week.
2: Regardless, if you to get, put this in perspective, Vince Young was also playing college football at the same time, and Reggie Bush yeah. was still hands down better oh yeah oh for sure for sure Those- Vince,
1: Vince Young was the best player on the field that national championship yeah. night though
0: I don't, I don't oh, yeah. there's no, no arguing yeah. that you're no, absolutely there's right no arguing that at all uh, Vince Young willed them to victory and Mac Brown got himself a championship because of it uh, and uh, continues to get jobs because of it and he did a heck of a job this year in North Carolina no offense yeah, to Mac Brown but
2: 155 bucks off of him this year that Mac, Mac Brown's going to be, be- so old
0: yeah, yeah Mac, Mac, Brown, uh, Mac Brown's going to be the one laughing now at Texas because they just keep rolling through coaches uh, but you know he gets the last laugh. Uh, but like I said, Reggie Bush, the most amazing player I've ever seen. So, yes, back when we were in high school, in 2005, playing USC would be awesome. You playing USC now is like playing UCLA in basketball, garbage. So,
1: <laughs> so
0: long story show, short, that is this garbage. So
1: they they had one of the worst recruiting classes in the Pac-12 this year.
0: I think that's a shame that's just
1: did you ever god. think that you would hear something like that in your entire life
0: no god that's no. a shame that's a shame man that,
2: that, and he still retained the same coaching staff
0: god it's a shame they're, they're another one that's like when Pete Carroll left they had like no like plan and it was this coach after <laughs> coach and well, drunk turns out Pete
2: Carroll left because he was cheating like a motherfucker yeah <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs>
0: But but let's be real. I mean Lane, Kiff- Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. So they would go from Lane Kiffin to what's Carson? Whatever, whatever his name is. Yeah. Lane Kiffin to uh Sarkeesian. So let's go from a guy that bangs uh, and chicks. Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. They passed they
2: other or yeah. They had him as an intern coach yeah. and didn't get him the job. Yeah. So you got so you got Lane Kiffin.
0: Who's a party animal, and they say all all this, all this crazy shit about him. Joey Freshwater, I believe his name is. Yeah, so you go from him, we're like, well, let's try to tone it down. So we go with Sarkeesian, who's the biggest drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it makes fucking sense, man. It makes perfect sense. So I don't know what's going on there. But it just seems like LA sports in general, if they're no good, they their they're, they're, they're fans just say, fuck it, get out of here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They just no, don't I care. Like That's what they say. Yeah. That's yes, yeah. Yeah, the Lakers. That's right. Well, the Lakers fans, they were not around either when they were losing, too. So, until they got LeBron, that was pretty empty stadiums around there. So, uh but, but yeah, man, I, like I said, I, I, uh, it's sad to hear that about USC. So I guess we'll continue with UK sports yeah. and football. I mean, so
2: off track. Yeah, still I'm sorry. Get back on track. Yeah.
0: So okay. So our man got Holy a six shit, year. Oh, are we still
2: doing the podcast? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, all right. So Phil Phil Hoskins got himself a six year. How yeah. big is that for everyone? Oh, it's
2: great. It's great leadership to have on the field. an Experienced guy that you can rotate in there, and he's a hell of a ball player. Oh
0: yeah. And what do you think, Chris? What do you, what do you feel about that? That him coming back.
1: So, so he was injured all year this past year. He would have been a big, big rotational player on this past team, but you know, besides uh, his his production and stuff like that, he's going to step up and bring uh, a leader on the defensive line that's fairly young but still really talented and really deep. That has SEC experience and uh, bowl game experience to step up next to Bohanna and McCall as a leader to kind of usher in these new guys, the Justin Rogers, the Trevon Ribka's, and you know the, the new guys that we have and stuff like that. Um, but he, you know, the last time he played last season, he played. He had three sacks, two tackles for a loss as a rotational player. He's got tons of experience. He's in great shape. I think he's going to be a big piece to this defense next year. Who's going to defense is going to be stacked across the board.
0: I agree. I, I, I think. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, uh for one, you know. Hoskins brings that depth like you're talking about. That That's huge for any kind of defensive line, especially in the SEC, especially when he gets down to later in the year when we got our, our good games against Georgia and Mississippi State. Um, but he's, he's a big body. Uh, I think McCall is actually better than him now. Uh, I will say that. Uh, oh, yeah. He looked good down the stretch, and I think he might uh, – kind of play he might play more than in hoskins but but again it, it's 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 the same with uh with cash this year it's about their leadership yeah. that's what this yeah. team needs uh because i mean cash we, we can all say it man he had a bad year and uh but cash's leadership in the film room and everywhere that was huge for this team and and, and it grew all these guys all these linebackers have now grown up because of cash right and that yeah. toughness that you need and and i mean like i said Feels gonna be great. I mean, I'm yeah. glad he's back. I'm glad he got six year. Uh, I know this chick. I mean, we were to Chris about this earlier. There's this chick, Chris. We were t- trying to tell you about earlier. Was there's a chick that's on one of these uh, football uh, Facebook pages. She absolutely loves, loves that them.
2: dude. <laughs> and Have she no idea what the connection. I would love to know what their relationship is. Because she would randomly just like in the group, just like Phil Hoskins, and tag him in it. Yeah, he would, and, and she there was would put hearts was with it. Yeah, hearts. And she,
0: she would tag. She would tag him. She would tag her. I think his dad's Anthony. Uh, she would tag both of them and uh, and she would say Hoskins love. And then every time uh, the Anthony dude would, would post in it, uh, the pages everything football. And every time they would post in it, uh, they would say, they would say uh, she would say love love. I bet. you. then all of a sudden, the crazy part is. All of a sudden, she stopped. Yeah, I mean, we didn't hear from her all year long. And it, we, me and Mike, would take pictures of it like this chick. Is she would do a picture of herself, and she looks goofy, and and she would take a picture of herself, and and then a picture next to him, being like Hoskins love. And it was so trashy, and it, and I think she has like a restra- she must have a restraining order against her because I don't see her post. <laughs> I haven't seen her post in a while. She finally posted. Remember, I took a picture of it. Yeah. Mike. She finally posted uh, something like a few weeks ago. got like around the bowl time. And and I was like, oh my god, this chick's still alive.
2: <laughs> yeah, we didn't hear from her for a long time. But it was
0: nothing to do with. I wonder if her, I wonder if uh, Haskins' uh, dad must have said, you know, leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> you know what I'm
2: saying? So, so next year she might
0: just be doing McCall. Love. Yeah, McCall I love. It was so trashy. When we get down here, Chris, I'll send you a picture. Of her. I'll 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 at least do that for you. Uh, I'm looking but, forward to it. <laughs> that's right. So all right, so we're going to continue on to uh, other big news this week. Uh, the tra- contract extensions.
2: Yeah, a lot of contract extensions
0: going on here. So, we, you know, we kind of pull up these numbers and stuff, uh, to kind of tell you the extensions that everyone got. Pretty big extensions, to, uh, especially because, because, you know, most people don't think Eddie Grand, uh, gets it, <laughs> should get an extension, yeah. but he got one. So, yeah, he deserved it. He rebuilt his entire playbook this year.
2: Yeah, that's right. So, Mike's gonna read down these, roll yeah. down these numbers. So, for- Grand, he went from 875, 875,000 to 950,000 a year. That's a nice little, little a
1: nice pay kick. bump. Yeah, yeah that's a nice
2: kick. What is that, about $75,000 kick-up? How much? Sure. Plus, I'm sure it's there's competitive some... competitive
1: with the rest of the SEC yeah. with uh,
2: OCs. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think he's earned it, honestly. Um, Brad White, he's got a nice little contract here, extension through 2022. So, it looks like he started off, he's going to do eight, uh, 2020 at 875000 a year, then 900000 by 2021, and nine hundred twenty-five thousand by twenty twenty-two. Hey, Chris, what do you think?
0: He is he going to be here until twenty twenty-two?
2: I
1: think he's an NFL guy <laughs> through and through. I think eventually he's going to pull the Matt house thing. And,
2: and uh, do you and, think? Uh, but do you think it. he'll leave for like a position coach in the NFL, or do you think he'll he won't leave till he has another like defensive coordinator spot? I think he'll leave for oh, a position coach. I, th- I think he'll leave for a linebacker coach
0: spot. Oh, I think so too. 100%. Because in it, that, to, you can't it's very rare to go from a defense coordinator to a defense coordinator in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From college to there. But the thing is is as much as we win the more we win excuse me the more we win the more our coaches are probably going to be going. So it's kind of the way it That's is. just
1: the way it is. That's for every program. Look at LSU this year. Yeah. They're losing
2: you know they
1: lost essentially their offensive coordinator in uh, in Brady but Steve Insminger is their actual offensive coordinator in title. Uh, the Pack team coordinator, the dude who's actually responsible for all their success on offense, was was Brady, and he went to become the offensive coordinator underneath uh, Matt Rule at the Carolina Panthers. And they lost their defensive coordinator, uh, Dave Aranda, to Baylor. So, you know, these success, successful programs, the, the better you are, the more players you produce, going to the pros and stuff like that, you are going to lose your coaches. So it's a, it's a sign of success to have your assistant coaches in your office or Yeah, and,
0: and, and we, we've seen we've seen him here too though. I mean, Eddie Grant has been taking interviews for head coaching jobs. He's obviously looking to leave uh, He's probably not going to leave for another uh, I don't know, man. I think he's... I don't
1: he's, think so. I don't believe that at all I think everything with Eddie Grant is a leverage play. Same yeah. with uh, you know, like the Brent Venables of the world and um, and Bud Foster, everybody's really familiar with the side of his face from the from the belt bowl Yeah um, <laughs> I don't, I don't
2: know, man. I, I think, think there's some dudes who are just built to be coordinators. Yeah. I think Eddie I Grant think, is
1: that kind of I guy. I think Eddie
2: Grant's content as hell is where he's at. Well, I, I, I do I think agree. he's content, but I think if 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 Florida Atlantic
0: would have offered him the head coaching job, he would have taken that shit, man. I really I uh, really do I think that. Agree. I I think if he – you don't think that? I, I think that. I think if they would have offered it, he would have taken it. Because, I mean, yeah, being a coordinator is great, but everybody wants to try to be head coach every now and then, right? I mean, eventually, right? He's in his fifties. Yeah. So?
2: I think he's content like, he's just co- coaching out at Kentucky as long as we'll have him. I mean, I I love I love Eddie Grant. I I like, actually, I, I think his schemes think are pretty Grant good.
0: I, I like his schemes. I like they're fine. Uh, I don't think there's any issues with his stuff. Uh, but but I do think we need more production out of the passing game because you're not going to get any skilled players, and I agree with Chris on that.
2: Yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. And Grant knows that, and he's he's going to get it figured out.
0: But you're not going to be able to get it figured out with, with – uh, with-
2: receiver's a quarterback and yeah when your best weapons is your running backs. Right, right this year was an outlier for sure. Oh
1: yeah we did you have to give him credit for what he put together to accommodate
2: the, the circumstances. Absolutely. So all right so let's roll through the rest of these contracts. Alright Summerall all uh is gonna get paid for twenty twenty, he's gonna make six hundred and fifty thousand then six hundred and seventy five thousand for twenty twenty one. Clink's uh Clink scales Let's see. Went from four hundred thousand to five hundred thousand a year, and signed an extension through twenty one. Uh, that's huge. Yeah, that's yeah, a big one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, it Looks like Stewart's going to be making three hundred thousand dollars a year. And if any of the coaches, uh, you know, leave to go to another school or NFL, the buyout's one hundred and fifty thousand per year left on their contract. And then Stewart's is a hundred thousand per year, which is really
0: nothing because, like we talked about before, we got on the show here. They'll pay it all off, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> I
2: mean, if somebody picks them up, that's chump change for some of these schools. Yeah, absolutely. especially an NFL team. That's but that's all these nothing.
0: guys, all these guys, uh, they've earned it, right? I mean, yeah. we all agree with that. They all yeah, they've absolutely. earned it. Oh,
2: yeah, everybody's putting the work for it. They deserve it.
0: I, I just like I said, I I'm, I just can't believe where Kentucky football is gone, and, and guys are coming in and stealing our coaches. I, I I know that most places are like, well. You know, because I, I mean, that's what's really hurt Alabama. They have they've had their assistant coaches stolen left around. right since
2: Kirby Smart left, that defense has not been the same. I don't care okay, what you say about Alabama's defense. No. It's,
0: it's not the same. Right.
2: It's true. I mean that that's there's no doubt about that. Uh
0: but it is what it is. So we've also been seeing this stuff at the senior bowl. For one, did anyone see that Lynn or senior one of U T C C that Lynn Bowden got pissed that he didn't get invited to a senior bowl. <laughs> did anybody read that? I read that.
1: I, I, I wouldn't say that he got pissed. He was more just saying like he would, he would show out if he were in that situation, which is true, and it's unfortunate for guys that leave early that they don't have that avenue to showcase their skills and that kind of stuff. I agree. Right. You do have to reward the guys who stay and get their degrees and that kind of stuff and play for four years, stay five years in a program like Logan Stenberg, and get to go to the senior
0: bowl. Yeah, and so tell totally us, Chris, understandable. How, how, is Stern, how is Logan doing? Stern.
1: Oh, man. He has been dominating and rising up the rising of the board there's only so much uh, that he can go because guards usually don't get drafted very high you
0: know you can kind of find guys who yeah, are Yeah but he's bullying people guy, guys that are bullying people like that and be, looking tough especially like that Especially a run blocker I, I'm going to tell you they, they last in the NFL for a long time
2: You tell me Jerry Kennedy wouldn't mind having him there
0: No kidding Oh my god
1: Well especially since he has the build uh, of a tackle and the <laughs> nastiness and athleticism of a guard like he's built like a tackle should be but he can run block like a guard, and he can pull around the edge, and that's what you want. Especially with a team like, say, like the Titans or something like that, or, uh, you know, my Patriots. We, we use athletic guards to pull and do a lot of various things in their formation. So, he's been dominating the senior bowl practices and rising up the boards, um, and his new projection is between second and fourth round.
0: Real quick... um, did, did those schemes for the Patriots beat the Dolphins in the last game of the season? <laughs> no,
1: but they beat them 49-0 in the beginning of the season. Well, that's so when they that's had – interesting,
2: in it? That's when they cheated.
0: Yeah, they also had Antonio Brown oh, at that point. Oh, okay. They had Antonio Brown at that point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we all know that guy's a psychopath. Yeah. So, well, <clears throat>
2: yeah,
1: He scored a touchdown against you guys too, so –
0: yeah, he he scored like like three touchdowns. I don't know, he had like a career day for instance. But like I said, Dolphins got good coaching, so you know it kind of happens, you know. But when we have better coaching, you get better as the season progresses. When you have poor coaching, yeah. Eh, yeah, it kind of gets worse. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's so it's but, so fun.
1: Uh, <laughs> other than Logan Stenberg, Kentucky had two uh, pro prospects. Obviously, one being Lynn Bowden, the other being Calvin Taylor. Lynn Bowden, everybody knows what he's going to bring. He's going to bring versatility. Uh, much straight line speed because he's probably going to run in the four or five, something like that, Right. but he's so agile. His his vision, his cutbacks and that kind of stuff, the way he reads blocks, you know, he, he's going to be invaluable to teams who utilize versatility
2: yeah.
1: like the Patriots or the Chiefs.
2: Um, I think Lynn Bowden... Mostly... I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, go ahead. Um, I don't know, go ahead. All right, fuck off. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> Lynn Bowden... This sounds crazy. I th- I still think the way he would be a great running back. That dude reads blocks better than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. He kind of reminds True. me of like uh Le'Veon Bell. the way he hesitates yep. to read the Patient block. Runner. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I. Yeah. What about what about Mal Wagner,
0: dude? I mean, do you think he gets drafted at all? Any, any kind of looks he, on him?
1: You would think that he gets the. Sh- he'll definitely uh, he'll be a a, be an undrafted free agent. Definitely, he'll get a camp
0: invite. That kind of. Thing. What about Jordan Griffin? Sure. Or cash? Any of those guys?
2: Uh, those guys so cash
0: is cash, cash is cash is what?
2: projected
1: to be undrafted. Um, apparently, he, he's had you know quite a few injuries and particularly to his head and stuff like that. And I I don't think the NFL is going to be uh, a, a route for him. But that dude will be successful in whatever he does. I, I, he could definitely go into pro wrestling because he's got the personality and the build and stuff. Agreed. Like
0: that. Agreed. So yeah.
1: Cash is going to be fine. <clears throat> But uh, the other the other pro prospect Kentucky has, and it's kind of surprised me considering like his body and the NFL is you know in, in terms of scouting, it's it's so big into what people look like. And Calvin Taylor, he's projected as a sixth or seventh round pick, which surprised me. I thought that he'd be an undrafted guy or just not even get a sniff at all because he's kind of got chicken legs. Yeah, he's very top heavy. He's six foot eight, three ten, and as a defensive tackler, or defensive end, like that's way too tall and he's not built very sturdy down low but he's getting looks at uh you know late round no
0: I, I will tell you this NFL has has a mold of a person and that's what they stick by and they build they they draft on what you what your body looks like and what they can build you into if that makes any yeah. sense
2: and I think that's why for Wagner sure. might be a surprise late round that, that's why I'm getting on with
0: him because he does have a good size for a wide receiver he's got the height he, he jumps he, you know obviously he has the the uh the he leaping ability. Speed, he's got ability. good speed. I mean, he can catch the ball. That's the kind of stuff that NFL looks for nowadays. And this year proved he's not afraid to block. Yeah, that's true too. Uh I, agree. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, um, I would be surprised if I think I think Bowden probably goes in the second round. But he needs a good fit though. I mean, you're right. The Patriots is a good fit for him. Yeah. Because of what McDaniels likes to do. Uh I think he'd be a good fit for the Steelers. Another one that likes to use those slot receivers quite yeah. a bit. Uh, obviously, Kansas City stuff like that. Um, I love for him to go to Miami, but I don't think that'd be a good fit yeah. for him because the Miami has so much. They have so much stuff they need. I mean, <laughs> so I don't think they're going to be looking for a slot receiver in the second round. Uh, I think, I think Sternberg. I, I think, uh, I think, I mean, I think, I think he'll be in the top. I think he'll be probably fourth round, third round. Uh, I, I do think. I think. I think there's a big, uh, a big stress on those type of guys too. Uh, a big yeah. need, I guess, in, in uh, the NFL as well. I mean, what do you guys think, think on it? third him?
1: round to uh, to a team that runs predominantly. Like the Steelers, Titans, those, those kind of teams. Ravens, maybe, that that run a whole
0: lot. I mean, he reminds me of a guy that played in Miami that, that uh, got, got caught with the bullying and stuff. I don't say his name because he's an idiot. He plays for the Bills now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, he plays for the Raiders. Excuse me. That's yeah, right. He, he got, got picked up at Raiders now. And he yeah. got bounced around. Because that might be his type of career, though. I mean, Cerber might bounce around from team to team. But, I mean... It's not like it hasn't worked for that guy. So that's what I'm saying. Like that, that is a very good, now he's a lot bigger than, than Logan Sternberg, but, but he is a very like same type of, uh, blocking style, that bully style of blocking. And, and like I said, he's found himself all through the league and, uh, he's a pretty good, he's a two time pro bowler. So I will say that about him. Uh, but he's
1: the right mentality to last in the NFL for a while.
0: yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I've always been kind of surprised that that Toth, did, Toth or Tolf, did did yeah. didn't didn't make it. I was I'm, that's still surprising He was such me. a
2: smart center. He was just he knew football. He knew all the right the audibles and shit. I thought for
0: sure that guy would get drafted last year. So like I said, the NFL's just got kind of this. I don't know. Uh, believe- model.
1: He spent the year on the Jets practice squad.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just but the, 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 not to play in the league. I mean, the guy had good size, right? I, again, is it, yeah, like, but he
1: also had an injury to recover, sure, to recover from.
0: And what about Austin McGannis? Is he ever going to play in the league?
1: <laughs> I mean, he's going to play in the XFL, I think. He was in the F or whatever that XFL, AAF, the last league who failed. Yeah, he's going to get a shot in the XFL. I don't know how. I
2: was hoping he, hasn't he was going to go to the Bears. Shot in the NFL. I, I'm a, I was checking with the Bears, and I was hoping he was going to go there. They need a kicker, and the Patriots worked him out too. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: If we if we had tons of problems with the, with the Patriots and our kickers. And uh, you yeah, know the Nick, Patriots
2: working on and good call. decided to go with somebody who uh,
1: Nick Fulk, who continued to miss kicks. So there goes that.
0: As a Dolphins fan, you have more problems than that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're starting quarterback is Ryan Fitpa- Fitzpatrick. I wouldn't talk about problem.
0: Fitz magic, you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
2: or, or Belichick's daddy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh
0: man. Oh man. All right. So. <clears throat> Another big thing that's gonna be going on with us is next Thursday at seven correct Chris next Thursday at seven correct. uh we're gonna have Justin rolling on from uh, rivals cats Illustrated um, and we're gonna run our basketball podcast uh, we're really excited about this particularly Chris and I've really really kind of uh kind of get this together and uh and kind of push this out at the right time and I feel like having that kind of a Guest, a guest is, is, is going to make it big for us, correct, Chris? I mean, I mean, are you excited about it as I am? I I, I cannot wait to get this basketball one going. Of course, we all love back Kentucky basketball. I mean, yeah, who doesn't? When we grew up, it was all about Kentucky basketball, right? Because Kentucky football was just a big disappointment to us. Uh, not saying we <laughs> and didn't we them. were all big
1: Kentucky football fans, uh, regardless of what the record was, was right? Like yeah. that, it was but, just
2: a but matter
0: Basketball of always healed please, our hearts after, our yeah. 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 Yeah, I know because, like, when I was in high school, I know me and Chris had a lot through a lot of games. We, and then and obviously, me and Mike over the past what 13 years now, Mike, yeah, uh, we've watched every game together. Uh, but uh, but yeah, me and Chris used to watch games and at football games, stuff like that. They're a big disappointment a lot of times. Um, obviously, there was a stretch there, that was awesome to watch them play, uh, but. But yeah, it was all about basketball. So obviously, we're all huge basketball fans. Obviously, Kentucky. No matter what Kentucky does, uh, they're probably always going to be a basketball school. We hope not. Nope. I mean, hopefully, one day, one of these days, it'll be a football school too. Uh, but but UK basketball is the the greatest history in college basketball, and, and that's there's no doubt that there's no more passionate fans than Kentucky basketball. No. Uh, and we're excited about this podcast next week. Uh, anything on the agenda that that you can think of right now, Chris? Besides that.
1: So. So listen, guys, uh, Justin Rowland is about as good as it gets in terms of uh, recruiting and uh, statistics and, you know, future stats and that kind of stuff. He, he is at the very top when it comes to uh, that business. And he's, you know, been gracious enough to uh, to volunteer his time to come on the show. It's going to be a great podcast next week. We're going to have a, a lot of important discussions with things that are going on in college sports. And uh, you guys really need to tune in. And
0: listen to what he has to say. Yes. And and I guess we'll leave with a little sample from for the basketball. Uh everyone's everyone's reaction on uh Whitney leaving. Everyone uh anyone's reaction? I think I think what that comes down to is he kind of saw the writing on the wall. Uh the unfortunate part about Kentucky basketball now, and this is kind of the, the issue that I've talked about with Chris and Mike, both of them, several times. And I've been talking about this since really since Archie Goodwin left. Um uh, Kentucky started a a culture of if you're not a guy that is uh, going to be gone after one year. You're you've almost kind of a failure a little bit, um, and that's no fault to Cal. It's just kind of the when you have John Walls and the and the cousins come through and the Davises and stuff like that that are here one year and they're superstars and go off to the NBA and they get Larry Larry picks stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> guys get here and they get lost in the shuffle, and and they they feel like they that they could go somewhere else and uh, I guess they don't want to wait out the process like it used to be. And uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, the kid saw the writing on the wall. He saw Ju Zhang is now taking away his minutes. And um, he, he seen, everyone I've talked to or seen and, and or heard talk about him says he's a good kid. So I I don't want to trash him too much. But uh, but uh, this is the unfortunate part about the one-and-done rule. Guys think that if they're not getting all the minutes and all the points, that they're uh, failures. And uh, that's kind of the culture we've made in. That's why I don't like the rule. Uh, but it is what it is, and I don't think there's a better coach in the country that we can have, than Cal, while this rules in place, is do anyone disagree with that?
1: I agree, not at all. And I'll kind of piggyback off what a friend of the program, Travis Graf, has said uh, in terms of Khalil <laughs> Whitney, and that's last year's recruiting class as a whole in basketball was was pretty down in terms of uh, depth. The top five was good, but uh, anything outside of that, th- they're projects. Khalil Whitney was a project. If he yeah, were in this yeah. this year's class or this upcoming class, he'd be in the thirty to forty range. Right, and uh, he's one of these kids. He just needs two or three years in a program to develop, and that's just not the mentality that that these kids are brought up in AAU ball, and it's a shame.
2: Yeah, but uh,
1: and that's just the product of the times. And he he needed more time to develop as a basketball player. You know, he's already an athlete but he needs to become a basketball player. And you can watch his highlights and see all his dunks and his jumps and all that kind of stuff, but what you don't see is him coming off of screens and hitting jumpers and hitting threes and stuff like that. And uh, that's, that's the game now. And that's just not what he's com- that's not what he's comfortable doing. If he were in the early 2000s or something like that, he'd be comfortable dunking all over people and all that kind of stuff right. because that's what the game was. Right. But now it's about spacing the floor, and uh, everybody needs to be able to handle the ball and drive and all that kind of stuff, and that's just not what he's able to do yet. It's a shame, real, real, real shame, that he left midseason. I think for the fan base as a whole, that's where people are kind of miffed.
0: Yeah, is, I, right? I, I agree with that, man. I I think I think about it before the Cal era, he would have sat on the bench this year, maybe had five minutes, and it would have been no big deal. He would have known he's here for three years, but like I said, in the Cal era – if your guy's got to come back for some – whatever reason, uh, you're seeing it with EJ for the most of the part. Now, he had a really good game last time, um, last game out. Uh, but you're seeing – you've got to come back next year. It's like, oh, they just don't want to be there. They want to be in the NBA. They, yeah. And, and, I, and I agree with them. I think if you're an 18-year-old kid, you're a man, and if you got to – if if you can make the choice to go to the NBA and you got talent to do that, I think yeah. if you go and you don't get drafted, I think they should absolutely let you come back to college. Uh but yep. but the thing is, is the old rule was bullshit because they didn't let you come back. But the new rule is also bullshit because you're keeping an eighteen year old man from making money yeah. <laughs> if he can. Uh there's got there's lots of there's there's very few players that can go right into the league. Uh Cousins was one, uh, obviously John Wall. John Wall. Uh Randall, yeah. Anthony uh Davis. Anthony Davis. obviously. Actually,
1: I wouldn't even say it was Anthony Davis. He was real thin. He needed
0: few yeah. Well, I'll tell you, a guy that was ended up being a, a really good player is Anthony Towns, and he was a guy that really developed his offensive game while he was here. Uh, But but it's unfortunate man. I hate I hate that the kid thinks that 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 he's that's not making it here. Uh, That sucks. Uh, Because if you really look around, there's lots of guys that come out for the second year that really got themselves set up. PJ PJ a big one.
2: He's not the best player on their team. Yeah. I think if he doesn't stay that extra year he might not even be he might even be G League. Right Obviously, now, we're, we're watching one right now. Oh,
1: Wing and Gabriel,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean you're watching right now, you're watching Richards. I mean the guy has he didn't have that he didn't have the jump shot last year and he didn't have that hook shot. And I'm gonna tell you, he worked on that shit. Yeah. Uh, so and he's
1: well, yeah. such a big thing with Cal's teams and the freshmen and stuff like that is finding a way that you can contribute to the total of the team. So if yeah. you look at uh Brooks and Juzang, yeah, they're not scoring a ton of points. But it's like a light has gone off, where they have found a niche within that system where they can contribute in some way, and that's with effort and rebounding and defense. Yes, and that's They're the busting their asses every night
0: now. I was just telling Mike if earlier. If you play defense, Kyle will play. Yeah, I was just telling Mike earlier. Yeah. See, see the the uh, the the Brooks figured out earlier or figured out last game. It felt like he had hundred points last time. It's not about scoring. It's because he was hustling. He went what ten for 7? 10 points, seven rebounds. That's a hell of a game. You get drafted doing that shit. Yeah. And that's all EJ's got to do. Is go out there play your ass off. You play your ass off, the points will come. The rebounds will come. Same with It Feel like Juzang had what fifteen points, but I only had four. Right, four points. But the yeah. guy was over here rebounding, playing hard, hustling. He looked great out there. I mean, the guy looked great. And and that's
1: that confidence is starting to come along. Yeah. And you see that with his mid range jumpers that are starting to fall.
0: If you just hustle. And 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 this run around like Cal will always say, you will get your points, you will get your rebounds. It's not all about scoring. Ask Anthony Davis about the fifth leading scorer, right, Mike? Yeah. On the team. And and he got drafted first because they see that on film that you're running your ass off. You know, like I said, I, I wish Whitney the best and hope, hopefully he goes off, finds whatever he wants to do. Uh but but I think he also sees that next year's class, he's not gonna play. <laughs> Right, yeah. right. I mean, he sees that too. He's not going to play with, with,
1: with Boston and Clark coming in. It's, it's going to be tough.
0: It's yeah, going to be tough. Uh, I agree. And and uh, like I said, that's this is just kind of a short sample of what our podcast is going to be like. But it's going to be very similar to our football podcast. And and it's it's we we hope all y'all come out and we have a really awesome guest and we really do appreciate him coming out. And uh, so anybody else want to leave on uh, any kind of other things that we got I'm on the agenda? Good. I'm good. We got a web page coming out too, so everybody look out for that. Uh, Chris, you got anything else you want to add in?
1: I got nothing. Guys, uh, take a listen next week. It's going to be a really good podcast.
2: It is. I'm excited. I'm excited. Good stuff. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm Nick. I'm Mike. I'm Chris. Go Cats.